Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Under the Wayne Helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons, and I'm joined by former Michigan and NFL offensive lineman Thomas Grimes and the host of the ASAP Elite podcast, Rob Penn. No. This week's episode is sponsored by Jabs Gym. Learn the fundamentals of boxing through high-intensity strength and cardio workouts with locations in Metro Detroit, the Eastern Market, Ferndale, and Birmingham. We would also like to thank Juke. You can purchase their gear at jukefootball.com. Last Saturday, the number three Wolverines defeated Maryland 31-24 in College Park. J.J. McCarthy went 12-23 of for 144 yards and an interception. Blake Crum had 28 carries for 94 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Once again, offensive coordinator Sharon Moore filled in for head coach Jim Harbaugh. The win puts the Wolverines at 10-0, 11-0 overall, 8-0 in the Big Ten. So, Thomas, what did you think about the win versus Maryland? First of all, let's remember that was our thousandth win. Yes, sir. And um, in the Roman numerals, that thousand, that block M right there. So let's not forget that. That was a monumental situation, historical, historic situation for the university. Um, again, that was a great win, and it was a win. It was a game that I think that we needed. We had to play all four quarters. We got tested a little bit, um, got some guys nicked up. But the one thing that I'm hoping that the guys got from this game, and when I mean the guys, I mean the players and coaching staff included, is the ability to play all four quarters when you got a team breathing down your neck and having to either regain a lead and or hold a lead. Uh, this the, the game is coming up next week, and I, I definitely feel that this is going to be a closely contested uh, uh, contest. So with that being said, um, the guys are going to have to be ready to play all four quarters because – Trust and believe. Everybody's picking us to win, and I don't care what the, the margin is, but these Buckeyes are definitely coming to play. And, you know, what better way to top off their season than to come into our house and disrupt our perfect season so far? So going back and answering your question, the overall um, status of, of last week game, it was a good win. It was a good solid win for us. Um, the, the, the Terrapins definitely came to play. But um, it was four quarters that needed to be done. And I think I thought it was a really good warm up for us coming into this upcoming week. Rob, what are your thoughts on this win? Uh, it was a hard fought battle. True. What's going on with our passing game? We don't know. We'll see next week. You know, if we uh, if it's really a problem or not. You get what I'm saying? Uh, at the same time, we uh, it was pretty much a replication of last year. Where styles make fights. I think uh who, who was their offensive coordinator? Was our offensive coordinator also? Gaddis. Yeah, yeah, Gaddis. And just like Kevin Glover said, them boys are coming to play. You know what I'm saying? And it looked like it. Uh baby Tua, he might be a decent NFL quarterback, man. You know, uh, so we we played against some uh some athletes that we really haven't seen. If you think about it, we haven't played any NFL caliber uh quarterbacks. If if we have, uh please, you know, uh you know, chime in, but I don't think so. I think that was the first NFL quarterback that we played all season. You but know I also saying? think I also think this as well. I I wonder 
when I looked at the play calling, how vanilla were we trying to keep it to go in there and just get the W, but to keep it very vanilla? I think that that was on purpose. I think at this moment, at this moment in the season, that you went through 85% of your playbook. The only thing left in that playbook now is some, uh, some uh, jet sweep, you know, fake jet sweep. Flea flicker, throw it back, you know, quarterback, really, really trick plays. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's just be I, – I, look, there's nothing that we can show in a running game that's new. <laughs> you know, after the Penn State game and this game, you don't have right. to take on a running game. So now only thing that you can show is uh, your, your uh, three-level passing game pretty much. You know, but what what's going on? Another thing, just like last year, the game before Ohio State, Blake Corum goes down. Now our number one receiver goes down the week before. How would that transpire and how would that affect us also? Will it be the same as last year? Will Cornelius step up? You know what I'm saying? What, what's really going on? So that's where I'm at. And that's the biggest thing, too, though. You're going to have next man up. Um, our left tackle went down. They had to bring 53 in. Burkhart mm -hmm. had, to, had to slide over to left tackle, 53 plays right tackle. This is the one thing that I think we all need to pay attention to. It's going to be that right tackle position. As I go back and I watch some of the Ohio State film, especially against Minnesota, 44 is going to have 44 is going to make his plays. Mm. But that number, I think it's 30 or 33, uh, defensive end, outside linebacker type, has a really nice speed rush too. If Burkhart hasn't solidified his his pass blocking technique and stopping from bending out the waist and trying to headbutt guys instead of sitting back keeping his shoulders square. We're going to have another long day, and it's going to have to. It's going to cause us to revert back to what we did against Penn State. Not mm -hmm. so much in the sense of running the ball um, every down for the whole second half, but I mean maybe keeping those tight ends in, using those running backs to chip. So that may kind of take away from our ability to stretch the field a little bit. The other piece as well with them having is it Tyron Trayvon, the running back back. Yeah, Trayvon. So, yeah, when we put bodies on him, we need to get him down at first contact. We had way too many missed tackles last week. Our secondary is going to have to do a really good job, especially if if they're back or the tight ends, whomever, get to that second level. When you put a hat on them, that play needs to stop right there. That was one of my biggest concerns after watching last week's game. We had way too many missed tackles. So, I mean, we've already kind of touched on Ohio State already, so we're just going to kind of keep going with that. Um, yeah, we're playing uh, Ohio this week. In my opinion, it's the greatest rivalry in all of sports. It's a noon kickoff at the big house, so I'll mm -hmm. go to Rob. What's going to be the keys to getting this victory this week? Uh, it's going to come down to a chess game. Like I say, it's going to come down to the coaches. Now, we, we spoke about that last year, how the players are even, so it's going to come down to the coaching game, the ability to adjust. You know, let's see how if if coach, if uh, if the big, uh, you know what I'm saying, if uh, the old ball coach, if that'll affect us. You know what I'm saying? His presence on that sideline. That's what it's about. It's about us doing the same thing we did last year, bringing them down in that box and popping it over their head. Will they fall for that this year again? Do we have the athletes this year? Just the same team. So, you know what I'm saying, to uh, – Balance that out, us missing, us missing, uh, uh, coach. You know the, that's about it, man. That's about playing that chess game and who falls first. Yeah, who 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 falls for the okie doke first? You know, I'm, I'm gonna piggyback on what Rob said. I think it's definitely gonna come down who to who blinks who blinks first, who makes the best adjustments, and um, winning the turnover battle is gonna be huge. 
I think if we get to their quarterback enough, he's going to give us the ball. I'm not really sold on their offensive line as far as their pass blocking, so I'm going to need for our defensive ends to uh, make some plays. But the other piece to this as well, once the adrenaline starts to wear off and the emotion and we start to settle into the game, us being poised and just playing a poised game from the standpoint of keeping your rush rush lane discipline, um, not letting guys get behind you uh, within the secondary, understanding where we're going to be bracketing. And what I mean by that is looking at uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. We're going to have to know where that kid is at all game. But with that being said, we can't be so um, attentive to him that we allow other guys to beat us. Again, their running back is back. They got a really good tight end. I think his name is Stover. So we're going to just have to be cognizant where these people are. When we get the opportunity to put a hat on them, there needs to be game tackling. He needs to go down right there. Now, as I said before, Getting to their quarterback, I think this is also going to be a game of quarterback play. J.J., you don't need to do too much. Just go be J.J., don't press. Mm -hmm. As far as our defensive front seven, we need to get home, make that kid uncomfortable. This is going to be his first time playing in, in this game. Um, there's going to be a lot of expectations. There's a lot of pressure. J.J.'s already been there, done that, and has been victorious. This kid, this is his first time out. We need to make him feel the pressure and put bodies on him. He's going to give us the ball. And when we get those turnovers, we need to capitalize with touchdowns. Now, Rob, I do want to ask you about uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., who's, by all means, he's a stud. And it's, you being a former receiver, what what would you do to try to slow this guy down and try to stop him this week? Nothing. All you can do is double him. All you can do is bracket him, pretty much. You know, uh, he's going to get his. Uh, he's going to have a bunch. He's going to have uh 10 plus receptions, maybe 12 targets, you know, but at the same time, take away the top. You got to take away the top. You have to let him beat your own hitches and slants. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Keep him in front of you because if he hits you for two or three over your head, there's nothing you can do. Plus, he getting that zone. Then, uh, what's his name? The uh, EK, the other receiver? Mm -hmm. Dawa or something like that. Yeah, yeah, him. Let You you let him start getting loose. If we're bracketing him, uh, what, what, uh, our, our, uh, our top DB, uh, number two. Sanders still, Sanders still? No, 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 no. He's we got not Sanders still, and, and we got uh, uh, Johnson. Will and Johnson. Johnson is our top corner. Mm -hmm. He's going to be matched up with Harrison. You know what I'm saying? He's been, uh, you know, naturally, you know, uh, in, the, in the conversation, the best corners all season. Can he contain him? You know what I'm saying? Can he contain him? That's the question. If we can cover him one-on-one -on -one underneath or if we can play him in a solid cover two and not, not break out our normal defensive uh, schemes and and, uh, and uh, the strategies, we'll be all right. But if we have to adjust, you know, and float a linebacker underneath and, you know, put, give him too much attention, we're going to have a long day on defense. All right, now before we get out of here, yeah. uh, Thomas, I do want to ask you, you got any uh, – what's your favorite memory from this rivalry from when you were playing? <laughs> Uh, probably the first time I played in it was uh, starting left tackle. They had uh, Big Daddy Wilkinson and all of those guys playing there. We beat them here. Um, Eddie one. George was on that team, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, my, my last year going down to the shoe where they were undefeated. We had dropped three games. And the the sum total of those three games might have been 15 points. Like, we were in all of them. And some way, you know, found a way not to win. So to be able to go down to the shoe and disrupt. Um, Illinois. They had, 
I'm sorry. Who was Illinois that season? Dude, I don't re- even remember. You have okay. to go back and, and look that up. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I think it might. It was probably Northwestern and maybe Purdue, and maybe Penn State. Gotcha, or, gotcha. But uh, going down to the shoe, beating those guys, uh, disrupting their senior day. They were calling their seniors out. We ran through the tunnel. The ABC guy was like, "No, no, no." Uh, 30 seconds. We were like, dude, you better move. And uh, pretty much ran him over, ran through their procession, and uh, stood in the middle of the O. Yeah. And it was pretty much, you know, we we, we threw our, our sword in the sand, so to speak. And th- that game was so emotionally charged. I was just on XM Radio, uh, the Big Ten Network, um, on XM yesterday, and I was telling the same story. Guys were crying on the sidelines. And Tears were the only way in which you were able to actually emote that level of adrenaline and just emotion that you had at that particular point. And uh, we knew that we basically had a subpar season per our standards, but this was a great way to kind of right that ship, especially you saw what happened the following year, 97, when we won it all. But, uh, yeah, going to the shoe, I would rather play this game in Columbus any day uh, twice on Sunday because the hate is so palpable where it hmm. causes you guys just to draw in closer. Like literally, you know, they're talking about Michigan against everybody, Michigan against the world. You literally feel that whole state of Ohio. And it's just you and those guys under that wing tell me that uh, you got to be in that, you got to be in that foxhole with and, and trust and believe it's a hard hitting game. But as I said before, when the adrenaline wears off and the emotions start to come back down, it's just football. It's X's X's and O's blocking and tackling. We have to be tougher. We have to continue to fight these guys and beat these guys up front. Rob says it every week. You know, we go in those rip shots, body blow, body blow. And then in that third quarter, halfway through that third quarter, then that's when we need to start opening it up. Don't get away from what got us to the dance. Don't Mm -hmm. get nervous. This game is going to have its ebbs and flows. There's going to be some some, some butt-clenchy moments in this game. But, yeah. again, as long as this game stays tight and we go into that third quarter halfway through or so, and then we start opening it up a little bit, I think we're going to be okay. Now, I definitely don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm looking at a score of 28-24, 28-21. Um, that seven-point difference, I don't think it's going to be that. Anywhere between five and three points is going to be the difference of victory for us. I don't care if it's one point, as long as we get the dub. Kind of rise those ribs. That's what we're going to do this week. So that's it for this week's episode of Under the Wings Helmet. Thank you to our sponsors, Jabs Jim and Juke. Also, be sure to check out Under the Wing Helmet merchandise at ASAPElite.com. Come back next week where we preview the Big Ten Championship. And be sure to listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and the Believe Podcast Network. You can also watch us on ASAPElite.com and the ASAP Elite YouTube channel. For Thomas Gwines and Rob Penn, I'm Kyle Simmons. Go Blue. Hell yeah. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.